0: Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 358. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Hello. And Tony Katz. Hello. Thanks for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our sports podcast right after this. Uh, Got a lot of stuff to get to today. We're going to start right uh, right off the bat, rather, with... uh, we're trying a new platform, so hopefully this sound is pure um, versus me being in a, a sinking ship, as Tony described it before. Um, sounds great to me right now, so hopefully uh, that translates uh, on the other side of this as you're listening. But, uh, Tony, let's uh, start off with you and uh, some of your weekend uh, adventures.
1: All righty. Well, um, had a pretty... Uh Good weekend i um well one quick thing i did over the weekend was i actually uh went to a cal state fullerton basketball game which was uh pretty cool it was my first time going to a cal state fullerton game and it's cool because it's like you know for 20 bucks you sit you can sit really close and uh they played ucsd um and san diego kicked their ass i think they won by like almost 20 it was
2: that's really bad because cal state fullerton division one and ucsd is not so yeah, that's ew. and uh, actually,
1: believe it or not, Andy, I actually was able to look at the spread before that, and uh, Fullerton was actually two and a half point underdogs. So I feel like I don't know they might have UCSD. I think moved into Division One now because they're in their conference now. They used to be oh, Division Two, okay. and so they've moved up to Division One. And uh, yeah, they uh, they dominated them. Uh, but it was just still like a pretty fun experience and whatnot. But um, the other thing I wanted to talk about was uh, this happened on Wednesday, so the day after we did the uh, podcast last week. I, uh, didn't have to go to work that day, thankfully, because I was, um, it rained a little bit in the morning. So we got a rain day and I was kind of catching up. I needed to catch up on sleep, was kind of feeling a little under the weather, had a little bit of a cough and stuff. And my boss, who's also producer, Luke, one of our good friends was like, yeah, you can go sit home or whatever. So I stayed home and, uh, I'm I was on the road. Actually, I was going to lunch and I get a text from a number that I, uh, didn't have saved but I was able to see previous texts and all it said was, Hey Tony, see you tonight at six And I was like, what? And so I'm looking back at previous texts and realized it was my cousin's friend who, when I was pretty drunk at the chiefs, I'm sorry, the chargers bills game, they said how they needed a bowling sub for three weeks in their bowling league. And I said, Oh yeah, I'm down. But obviously I had no idea of when the details were, uh, and all that stuff. But I, um, I was like, you know what? I'm a man of my word. Cause I was close to saying, oh, you know, I'm not feeling that well. Cause it was all the way in like La Habra. And I was like, but you know what? I was like, I'm a man of my word. I was in a bowling league for a long time. I, uh, first time I was in a bowling league, I was 18 years old, our senior year of high school. So that was kind of fun because we were still actually in school when we did it on Monday nights. Um, and then did a bowling league at fountain bowl in fountain Valley for about two years. So I ended up getting to be like, you know, four seasons or something like that. Cause they're usually they are two, six month season, usually like, uh, September to March and then March, September. Um, so I was like, you know what? I, I fuck fucking, I want to do it. And so the funny thing about me is I don't, I used to have my own ball, but I don't anymore. I just have a house. I just use the house ball. And as long as I've been bowling, I've never won. I've just never cared to learn to spin it. Like everybody does, especially people that are in leagues and it's worked for me. I've always been able to have good enough aim that I can hit the pocket most, you know, more times than not. And I pick up my spares because I just have, I've just been lucky with good aim and uh, my best game ever was when I was 19, I threw a 279. I went strike, strike, nine spare, and then nine strikes in a row. Best game I've ever done. I'll probably never beat that. But I've had, you know, I've had other games in the 240s, 230s, and so what, and so on. Uh, and, but when I would bowl in a bowling league, my average was, you know, in a season, I think all the seasons I did, my average was always in the mid to high 160s. Like, so that was, you know, what I was, was like a 160s average bowler. Uh, well, uh, this last week same thing. You know, I pick up a house ball. I'm in there, you know, no one's ever seen me before here because I'm new and I do stand out with the mustache I have. You know, I had one guy come up to me. He's like, I feel like I know you from somewhere. And I'm like, nah, I don't think so. And then like this, the, my favorite interaction was the team we played. Cause it's only three people on a team, which is kind of nice. Cause it goes quicker. And it was this three, uh, group of, uh, it was this group of three brothers and their team name was like mama's boys. So it was kind of funny. And I was talking to some of them a little bit, and I don't know what was going on, but maybe he just wasn't paying attention to me, like, or whatnot. Maybe I was talking more to the other ones. But after the first game, all of a sudden, I'm, like, walking away, and he looks, and he's like, whoa, dude. And I'm like, yeah, what's up?" he's like, I just noticed your mustache. I'm like, what do you mean you just noticed it? I was like, we just been fucking talking all game. But it was like, but anyway, that was kind of funny. But I, uh, I bring that up because I bowled pretty well last week. Bowled better than I usually do. I ended up uh, with a 186 average. I threw a 192 game one, a 189 game two, and then a 178 game three. And I ended up having the best series between our team and then the other team. And those guys were guys that had 180 averages and stuff or whatever. I think I threw a 549 series or 550, 559, I think the other guy threw a 556, which was like the closest to me. So it was like in our game. Cause this league's got some pretty good bowlers. They got some guys out there that can bowl. You know, they got one guy, I think the best average I saw was one guy's got like a two Oh three average or something. So pretty good, but it was just, it was fun being back. It was a good time. Uh, So I really am enjoying the, that I'm back in the bowling league or just for the time being just for the next two weeks. But uh, the one little last thing I have to leave you guys with, so just follow along with this as best you can. This happened to me yesterday. I was leaving. I'll tell you guys the street name so you guys can have a visual. And for anybody listening, if you know the street names or whatever, but just have the best visual you can. I was leaving the parking lot. I was leaving a parking lot after lunch on a Catella. So I was near Tustin and Catella. I make a left out of the parking lot to go, uh, to go left. And as I'm going, you know, no cars are coming to my left. And then there's only one car coming to my right, but it's in the distance. Like I, cause even when I got into the center divider, I even looked again because another car was turning and yeah, there was, you know, I wasn't close to cutting anybody off or anything happening. So I drive a little bit more and I'm at the red light, which is right there at Tustin and Catella and I'm pulling up and I've got, uh, I've got like at least a car's length from me and the car in front of me is I'm like, you know, the lights red, people already stopped there. So I'm starting to hit my brakes. I'm slowing down. I'm in the, there's the far, there's the two turn lanes and then there's the left lane and then there's the middle lane, a right lane, and then just a the right turn lane. So I'm in the left lane, the closest to the, the farthest left you can go with going straight still this car in the lane next to me. So that would have been like the middle lane flies. And I'm like, shit, dude, like, you know, be able to stop and cuts right in front of me. And I'm like, okay, like, I know I didn't cut anybody off, but maybe I did, or maybe they thought I, did. I was like, whatever. And I'm able to look and it's, I see this woman that's driving. She looked like a middle-aged woman. And she's looking her like left, her left rear view mirror. And so she's able to see me. And then she's just making these bizarre faces like, like kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah and like, you know, like just like, and I'm like so confused. I'm like, whatever. And so I thought it was towards me. But then the moment the light turns green, she goes and she books it to the next lane over, goes all the way across, cuts off a semi truck who, who's just sitting at the light, who blares his horn. She goes into the right turn lane to go straight through Tustin and Catella. And then she's flying. I see her in the distance and she's just flying. I'm like, what the hell? And then, so that light, the next light was red. Cause it's right where like the freeway is. So cars are going. So she stops the moment. There's no more cars going through the red light. And I was like, okay, no, this chick was actually on like drugs. Whoa. And I was like, lost her after that. No, don't know where, what happened to her. But I was like, well, she's going to crash at some point <laughs> or get pulled over. But clearly on drugs or like, and it's, be safe out there. You never know who's behind the wheel. And mind you, this is at about like noon yesterday, like 1130 or 12. So, yeah, very interesting.
0: Yeah, when I'm driving, I recall the scene where Bill Hader and Superbad's like, I assume you all have, you know, guns and cocaine or something when they're going to that house party. The way I drive, I, I just say to myself, like, I assume everyone out here is drunk or high and I'm keeping my distance from every car because I don't trust a single person on the road. And the more you drive, the more weird stuff you see, which I think also kind of continues that self-fulfilling prophecy of those thoughts. It's horrifying out there. I don't like driving at night anymore. Just no one knows what they're doing. We shouldn't be allowed to drive. The human race is just, we're dwindling. We're not advancing anymore, so we need to hang it up sooner rather than later because everyone's a mess. Yeah, I agree.
2: Well, you can move to New York City and take the subway. Oh, yeah,
0: Andy, uh, well, our next story is (laughs) about holes and caves and tunnels in New York. I don't know much about it. I just saw it yesterday and wanted to bring it up. I guess a bunch of Hasidic Jews are under arrest. I don't know why, by the way, um, but for digging... Tunnels within their synagogue? This was a thing last night I I saw uh, reporting on. I I didn't catch much of the story, but I thought that was so bizarre. Why are they tunneling in New York City? Maybe they have their own, you know, Ghostbusters group, and they're saving us from stuff we don't even know about yet, maybe.
2: I'm thinking of like an Ocean's Eleven-style heist.
0: They're going to go steal something from a... Andy Garcia's house.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. But yeah, pretty interesting. Pretty, uh, like I said, I didn't do much research on it. Um, feels like this has been the busiest. What day is it now in the new year? Nine days of the new year. Like I have had no time. It's just been nonstop busy. So I haven't done much research on that, but I saw that last night. I was like, well, it's kind of weird. Let's, let's talk about that for a, a moment. There's always something going on in New York. Um, Every day, it seems like. But uh, we also had, locally, the Golden Globes, I think, was Sunday night, probably. Um, Andy, I would imagine if anyone in this building watched it, was him. I don't care. Um, You can't avoid seeing clips the day or two afterward. Um, Everyone on the planet's obsessed with Taylor Swift, who is not an actress, so she shouldn't have even been there.
2: She is. She's um, in movies. She's been in movies.
0: Well, she was in a thing that just recorded her singing her songs, right? That's not an no, act. But she, she's That's, been in movies. Well, she was in like a Twilight or a teen she was, movie. She was
2: in that one that came out last year that was terrible.
0: What in was that? Amsterdam. Oh, I tried
2: watching she now, that. She was also boring. She was in Cats, famously.
0: Well, that movie sucked, and they they sh- they deported that. Uh, what is the fat kid, fat guy's name?
2: James Corden? I don't think he deported him, I think. He they
0: deported him because of that I movie. I think he just
2: quit his show, but, you know. Well. That's the cover?
0: Yeah, exactly. You've got to leave if you make that terrible movie. Um, so, Andy, uh, enlighten us. I'm sure you watched it or picked up some well, stuff about it.
2: No, I didn't really have plans to watch it, but when I got home on Sunday night and I turned on Paramount because I wanted to watch The Curse, Uh, They were like, hey, this is on right now. I'm like, oh, I'll I'll turn it on and watch the monologue and watch like a few minutes of it. So I ended up watching around 30 minutes of it, um, including the monologue. Uh, So Joe Coy, we talked about it last week, kind of last-minute choices host. And uh, he performed exactly as you would expect a last-minute host would. Uh, Really didn't look like he had any rehearsal time or practice Uh, Was stepping over the jokes. Like at one point, he he was even like, "Hey guys, I didn't even write these jokes because it was like, (laughs) I'd like, yeah, I I think everyone knows that's how that works. Is that the you know the host doesn't write the all the material. There's like a a room of writers, but if you get like pulled in at the end and you don't even have a chance to like, you know, fit the jokes to the way you tell them, and then you just fuck them up while you know actually performing them. But it was yeah, it was a hostile crowd. Uh, It was a you know, it's not like the Oscars where it's on on a stage. Um, and it's like in a theater, it was at a hotel, um, with tables all around It was was kind of cool, but also scary. Like it was, it was like almost like a, um, more of like a a runway for like modeling or something than it was a stage. It was in the middle and there were tables all around it on like all sides. Uh, so you're just like up there in the middle. Um, and it's like Mm. the most famous people in the world are all staring at you. So I have to imagine that's kind of intimidating, even if you're, you know, Joe Coy's probably been a stand up for 30 years now. I think uh, he sells out arenas. Yeah, but I mean, he's not... But if Timothy
0: Chalamet <laughs> yeah. is looking at you, like, oh, look at that tween. No. Horrifying. But you're also... So you're, intimidated. You're on
2: a stage. You're not like... He was like like on a table and people were like eating dinner below him. Martin Scorsese <laughs> is
0: asleep over <laughs> yeah.
2: there. Uh, but yeah, I, I kind of feel bad for him that he was kind of put in a no-win situation. Um, and then like some of the jokes that like didn't work weren't even like bad. There's this whole Taylor Swift thing that was... Not even a joke about her. was the first her.
0: thing I saw.
2: Yeah, it was not even a joke about, I mean, she was part of the joke, but she wasn't, it wasn't a joke at her expense. But like, she gave a bad face to it. There's also a thing of like, uh, Harrison Ford looking disgusted. But I think if Harrison Ford liked something, you would still look disgusted because mm-hmm. it's just his default. Yeah. He had like, one if, look. If he had like an amazing steak, you would just be like, oh. Yeah. This uh, is uh, incredible. Um, but yeah. Well, that's the thing. Is Harrison Ford's there too? It's another famous person. I said Springsteen was there. Uh, maybe the Pope was there. Um, Michael well, this Jordan. sound like a Murray Christmas yeah. now, Andy. <laughs> uh, they they gamed it. They nominated the right people to get a lot of famous people there. <clears throat> um,
0: I really liked a photo I saw. Was Taylor Swift and Selena Gomez? Like Selena Gomez is like sitting on the edge of Swift's chair. I think, or something like that, and on the other side is Willem Dafoe, and I could just imagine how pissed he was. Like, why did you sit me at the kids' table? I'm in a st- yeah. I was in Boondock Saints.
2: God damn it! Like, why of, am I over here? I'm kind of surprised he showed up. A lot of, a lot of people. I think that's the ultimate well, power move. You got it was a like,
0: star on the Walk of Fame the following yeah, that's day. That's
2: true. Yeah, but they were doing like the there. the TV ones, and it was like best supporting actor. Alexander Skarsgård and just a picture of him and I'm like he's probably doing something real cool right now like yeah, he's on like, never a left boat or, yeah, resort. Just, like he, had, he just couldn't be bothered to come to this thing like no way but um, they got
0: Marty and I did see and there's multiple photos from multiple events he was asleep I'm sure the second it's like 8.45 he's like I'm not working Good night. I make great films
2: <laughs>
0: I don't need to be here I'm sleeping in this chair
2: yeah yeah, the other thing is they – the Golden Globes does – not they do TV, but they also do the thing where they split up drama and musical comedy so that that gets more people there and it gets, you know, so like famous people. So, like uh, Jennifer Lawrence was nominated for, you know, Best Performance in a Comedy. She's not going to be nominated for the Oscars. I can, I can tell you that. You don't have to, to worry about that one. Um, but it does allow someone like that to, to get in this show. Um, Nicolas Cage was nominated. I didn't, I didn't see him there, but – uh, he's well, probably he's, too busy digging yeah. up dinosaur bones or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as far as the uh, the actual winners here. So uh, Oppenheimer ended up winning for drama and poor things won for musical or comedy. Um, and I had said, I think Oppenheimer's going to win the whole thing. Um, yeah. Christopher Nolan won for director. Uh, Killian Murphy won for actor uh, for actor drama. And uh, Paul Giamatti won for actor musical or comedy. But I think. I think Kelly Murphy's going to have winning that as well. Um, I don't think any of the other contenders there in drama are going to be there, but maybe Giamatti's got a, a, a small chance. Um, People love that him.
0: movie. He sure. was at in and out right after the show. Yeah, that was, was
2: pretty cool. Good photo of him holding a golden globe or sitting next to him while he's eating his uh, fries there. Uh, that's good stuff. Um, I mean, you, you can't, you, you gotta love that
0: being what Lindsay Snyder, uh, ceo of in and out oh i didn't know that was uh, oc uh local actually yeah. i believe um i mean you you can't pay for that kind of photo to be taken
2: yeah i mean I, if you think in and out after in beverly hills uh late at night it's probably pretty crowded I don't know.
0: yeah i think it is anywhere
2: yeah, one of one of the other things they did this year for the Golden Globes and the also weird thing about it, the Golden Globes, I think this is the second year back, but they had a whole thing where the comp the people, the organization that ran it was the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, and they were corrupt and they like molested Brandon Fraser and all this stuff yeah. like that. Um they're gone and in its place, no one really knows who's in charge. It's weird. Um <clears throat>
0: <laughs> Just Bezos.
2: Yeah, I mean, it says it, the show is produced by Dick Clark Productions. Um, he's dead, but you know he's still got a company, still doing New Year's Eve. So busy time of the year for Dick Clark Productions, I'm sure. Yeah, back
0: to back shows.
2: Yeah, another another new thing for the show this year. They added a new category called Cinematic and Box Office Achievement, and so it was, it was movies that did well in theaters. That weren't necessarily going to be nominated, except for the fact that Barbie and Oppenheimer, two of the biggest movies of the year, were also still nominated and had a bunch of nominations. Uh, but yeah, movies like Guardians of the Galaxy, John Wick, Mission Impossible, Super Mario Brothers, and of course, the Taylor Swift movie were also in this category. But uh, it still went to Barbie, who it's like, well, they made the most money, so I guess they win the award, which is is that how it's going to work. I don't know. Um, they should have given it to the Super Mario Brothers movie and Chris Pratt accepts it. Uh, that would have been nice. Was he there? I didn't see him. I mean, I didn't get to that category when it won, so.
0: I feel like he'd um, be on his farm.
2: Yeah. But yeah, some of the other winners for, for Actress, you had uh, Lily Gladstone, Killers of Flower Moon win, uh, and Emma Stone win for Poor Things for for musical or comedy. So that'll be interesting uh, when that goes to the Oscars, that little race there, because they'll be against each other. Um, supporting, they don't split by musical or comedy, and we did see Robert Downey Jr. win. Yeah. Um, I think that was expected as well, uh, and then for supporting actors, Divine Joy Randolph won for the holdovers, which uh, I thought was a very good performance. Definitely a uh, a good character. Uh, you know, the, the I think the uh, most meaningful drama of that movie there was her character um, with the son dying in Vietnam and just kind of still having to work this job with all these shitty kids and everything. Uh, but what was cool about that was that. So she won uh, for the movie she was in, and she gets she gets the award. She goes up on a little platform there, and one of the tables right in the front was the only murders in the building table. And that had Martin oh Short and Meryl Streep and Selena Gomez there. Steve Martin was retired. Did she think.
0: tell him to suck it also?
2: Um, well, she was in that show, so it was like kind of cool that she's like, hey, I know all you guys. You're all my friends. So.
0: Oh. Because Kieran Culkin told uh, Pedro Pascal. <laughs> yeah, I saw that.
2: I did not see that.
0: Which was the most Roman yeah. Roy quote of of his time.
2: Yeah. yeah, We could do TV here. But yeah, best screenplay was Anatomy of Fall. And they also won best foreign film. So uh, I like the movie a lot. Um, it's also h- half in English. So it's not that intimidating of a foreign film. Because it's a lot of English in there. Um, but yeah, for... For TV, Succession and The Bear were the big winners. It seems like all their actors won. Uh, Kieran Culkin, Sarah Snook, uh, what's this guy's name? Matthew McFadden, the guy who's British, of course he's British. The tall guy, yeah, um, who's not Greg. Yeah, and it's like, why is this guy playing American he's this British? I don't like it.
0: Well, they're, every actor is British, Andy. Yeah. Come on, we've gone not, over this countless times.
2: Not that Kieran island Culkin.
0: only produces rock stars. Yeah. And actors.
2: Um, also, one of the weirdest moments of the show, they added another new category: best best performance in stand up. Uh, and it was so six specials that were nominated. Uh, I don't think the voters here were really with the times, and who really is relevant in stand up comedy anymore? It's all names you would know, but probably all people past their prime, um, and none of like the bigger names now uh, are there. But you got Ricky Gervais. Trevor Noah, Chris Rock, Amy Schumer, Sarah Silverman, and Wanda Sykes. Those are the nominees. Uh, with Ricky Gervais winning, which was like, is that a nod to his legacy with the Golden Globes? He hosted, I think, three years in a row. Uh, he wasn't he, there.
0: He's that t- post, that video is played every day somewhere in this
2: world. What? I'm attacking all the Hollywood oh, people. Oh, yeah, one of his monologues, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. They, they played, so they didn't play clips of the nominees except for the stand up comedy part. And it was like, this is weird. I don't like this at all. Um, but I also don't like, you know, the nominees here. Um, Jim Gaffigan presented the an award and made a joke about uh, how nice it is that Netflix is giving them all money they don't deserve. So, because, yeah, as <laughs> five of the six specials here are on Netflix. So there you go. Sarah Silverman's on HBO, but all the other ones are on Netflix. So. I don't know how they stay in business. if You're giving all these people like, do people really watch that much that much stand-up comedy?
0: I've watched one. Um, I don't know. It seems like it's run like when Dumb and Dumber had that briefcase. Yeah, like, it's IOUs. We're good yeah. for it. Because yeah, I I don't know when are they going to turn a profit?
2: Hey, at some point, they're like, no more stand-up comedy. There's fifty thousand specials. Everything that's funny has been is on there already. So everything's
0: already been said. Yeah,
2: deal with it. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the Golden Globes. Uh, it exists early. It seemed like really early. Just like getting it out there.
0: Was it rescheduled because of the writer's strike and actor's strike?
2: No, I mean, so that's the thing that the, the oh. Emmys, the Emmys, which is usually in September is, I think, next week. Aha,
0: uh, uh-huh, that's what was yeah. that thing. Okay. Although
2: that's another thing I have to note. So what I don't know what the time frame is on, like, what's eligible, but they have TV on here. Um and TV, you know it's it's a weird thing where Fargo got a bunch of nominations, including uh, John Hamm for best actor in a, in a TV show. Um, that show is not over, and the the episode that aired this past week, John Hamm was incredible, and like he probably should have won. But the people voting, I'm sure, did not see this week's episode. They only got to see like the first three episodes. I'm sure. So uh, that's a very that's weird, weird situation to be like, okay. Mm-hmm show's not even over yet. Like how can maybe
0: it'll be nominated next year? (laughs) I don't know.
2: It maybe has to air in the year. It's, I don't know, but yeah, there'll be the the, the Emmys that will be on next week will be for shows that like ended as of middle of last year. So, uh, it won't be any show that's aired this fall.
0: Um, all right. All right. Well, uh, speaking of sleeping Scorsese, um, he is working on a new movie about Jesus. And uh, there's a lot of hot talk in Hollywood about Andrew Garfield dropping out of Frankenstein abruptly. And uh, maybe it's a coincidence that he's going to uh, play Jesus or something. I, I, I This is all speculation. Yeah, I didn't get that you connection You here first, maybe.
2: Yeah, I did see he dropped out of uh, Guillermo del Toro's Frankenstein, which is yeah. mean. But... Um, yeah, I mean, Scorsese's done a lot of movies about faith, including a movie about Jesus with Willem Dafoe, like, in the 80s. Um, and then also, like
0: you got to go first, though, Jim Caviezel, right? you got to offer him the part?
2: I think he's a crazy person, so you don't. Can he
0: play it twice?
2: Well, Mel Gibson's making the sequel anyways. He said he's going to make, like, a movie where Jesus fights demons or something. I don't know. Really? Yeah, there's, there's some sort of story about that. Um, Interesting. Although I think I did see Mel Gibson does have a, something with Mark Wahlberg he's doing again another Father
0: Stew 2. Yeah.
2: yeah, another one of those. Or Daddy's um, Home 3. Could, could be. Um, but, yeah, this is a, from the same author that did the movie, or that wrote the book Silence that Scorsese made a movie about, which I still have not seen, but that uh, movie stars Andrew Garfield as well as a uh, missionary. Um, so, yeah, this is definitely something that uh, Scorsese really cares about. He's talked about a lot. Like, he's kind of he, – kind of left his faith behind and then regained it here towards the end of his life, which I think is kind of a normal cycle of things, but, um, you know, he really thinks of it in a different way. I'm sure he's not, uh, best friends with the Pope or the next Pope whenever that's going to happen, which I think is soon. I think they expect us to have a new Pope sometime soon. Yeah. Cause that guy's like well, 86, I mean, but
0: when you're Italian, you have to be extremely religious.
2: Well, you're allowed to, so he's allowed to step away, but now, yeah, he has to go back. You have to come back. Yeah. So, I don't know. He's got to finish this before he's allowed to leave us.
0: He's not going anywhere. Um, I recently watched, and it wasn't in what I've been watching because it's a 21-year-old movie, but Gangs of New York. uh, I hadn't seen that in easily a decade. And um, still a great, great, fun film. Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis is... To be cherished among the population. Us. When is he dying? Yeah, I don't think
2: he's that old. I think, I think he's just retired. He's just retired, though. But so,
0: I wonder what he's up to.
2: Uh, carving, just of all everything, stone, wood. He
0: started a new yeah. clothing line. Mm-hmm. Gonna rival Hermes or a big brand. I don't. I don't know. Well. Uh, Either way, we're getting off topic. Uh, the Scorsese, Scorsese film sounds interesting, as they usually all do. Um, it's I don't know. He's going away from the mafia stuff now. And um, I don't know. I think the last film of his that I really liked was probably The Departed. And then, I mean, his 90s films are, I think, a, my Not a my Hugo, Hugo fan? Never saw it.
2: <laughs> Had Borat in it, you know? You can get Borat in a Scorsese movie. You got to do it.
0: That's pretty neat. Yeah, but I mean, like Casino, Goodfellas, whew, that that's heavy duty right there. Mm-hmm. All right, um, you wanted to talk about the White Lotus?
2: Uh, they announced some of the season three cast. This is always a a big deal for people online. Uh, that you know, White Lotus is a new cast every year, and they're they're gonna. Uh, make a new season. I think it's not going to be out till twenty twenty five. But we uh, got some some of the cast here, including uh, Leslie Bibb from uh, Ricky Bobby all the way back when. She's been in a bunch of other things. But uh, Jason Isaacs uh, of of The Patriot, of course. Um, we all love him. The bad guy. He's a terrible the Patriot, man yeah. in that film. Yeah, one of the, one of the great villains. Uh, Parker Posey, you know, she's great. She's always pops up in weird things. Uh, M- Michelle Monahan, another person a bunch of things uh and then they are returning one of the people from season one one of the people that worked at the hotel so that's kind of going to be the, the hook there uh season two had the uh you know stifler's mom of course she uh,
0: became a sensation
2: yes and, and i guess she's, she's doing like commercials and yeah even though she's not in this new season she's still very much involved in the show just as a person who's going to hang out i guess I don't know, but uh, I'm sure there's more to be announced. They, there's, they have bigger casts than this, but uh, yeah, sure. If, if you're a fan of the show like me, uh, something to get excited about, something to look forward to. Yeah,
0: never seen an episode myself.
2: Um, uh, it's surprising. It's it's fun.
0: There's too much TV to have.
2: All, All right, uh, what about the Safty Brothers? Oh, yeah. This is this is maybe the saddest story of the year so far. It's only been eight days, but very sad. Uh, the Safdie brothers have broken up, not as brothers, but as <laughs> workers. Uh, I don't know what you'd call it. A director team. Uh, so, like the Gallaghers
0: of Oasis?
2: Yeah, very much so. And yeah, when I said they haven't broken up as brothers, they may have. Sound, some people are saying it's pretty bad. They don't speak to each other anymore, which is, which is disappointing. So, they... They were the uh, directors of uh, Uncut Gems, and then a movie called Good Time that I liked as well. Uh, they were set to do another movie with Adam Sandler about baseball cards. So it's like, oh, that sounds incredible. I want to see this one. Uh, but yeah, that had a lot of problems, and eventually they stopped speaking to each other, and now they're going separate ways. Uh, so Benny Safdie has been doing a lot of acting, actually, the last few years, Uh He was an Oppenheimer and he was been at some other things. He also uh, is the brother that's part of uh, the curse on Paramount uh, or Showtime. Uh, He's acting and writing, directing, co-creating that show. So uh, he's been doing a lot and he now is lined up another project now that he's not working there with his his brother. Uh, I think it's kind of it's it's a neat thing, something that should have happened a long time ago. The Rock is doing a real movie. So The Rock is one of the most famous people in the world. And he only does shit for the most part. Fast and the Furious. Yeah. I mean, I like the Jumanji's. They're fine, but they're not, you know, cinema. You know, the, the rundown. The, well, the rundown was like 45 years ago at this point. Walking tall. Uh, but he doesn't have a, a great resume. And it, do we know if The Rock can act? He's, a, he's definitely a good action star just because he's a, a giant man and can move around. He brought it in Be Cool. Yeah, that was one of his first ones and he, he actually tried to play a character uh, which he hasn't really done since. He uh, was like a
0: gay cowboy I think in that, right? Or he wanted he was to the, be yeah, like he was a cowboy actor?
2: He was the bodyguard wanted to be an actor and he was secretly gay and yeah, that was the whole thing. And like John Travolta beats him up still, which makes no sense. Uh, well, come on. <laughs> it's a given. <laughs> Uh, but this is uh, an A24 movie uh, about a UFC fighter, one of, the, one of the early UFC fighters, like late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, so true story, real-life guy. Uh, they've already made a documentary called The Smashing Machine. This movie will also be The Smashing Machine. Uh, but yeah, that's that's good. Like, go make a good movie. The Rock hasn't done this yet. He hasn't made, like, an indie film. And now, now he is working with uh, a good director and with A24. That's the right move. Someone, someone got to him. Uh, the Vin Diesel influence is probably all dried up now. And he can yeah, do, do something good. with his life. Yeah. Get together.
0: All right. Um, there is a Mandalorian film that is uh, coming out before you know it.
2: Yeah. So this is actually going to be the, the next Star Wars movie that comes out. It's been a while now. They've had a million projects that have been... Confirmed, but then never made. Uh, This one seems like one they can make a lot quicker. Um, The Mandalorian and Grogu. So this is not season four of The Mandalorian, but an actual movie coming out uh, with Jon Favreau directing. Um, But we don't know if Pedro Pascal is going to be in it because uh, famously he rarely was ever in the suit and it just did voiceovers. And it kind of sounded like he was tired of it. didn't want to do it. Uh, but I imagine if they're doing a movie, he'll want to do it. That's a better paycheck. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they also said there still might be a season four of The Mandalorian. But if they did that, it would probably be different characters. Um, and I think there's still other plans for other Star Wars movies in this era of, that they've they've done of the Mandalorian era. A lot of the newer shows have taken place around this time period. Uh, but there's also still plans for that episode 10. Uh, but yeah, it's been a long time since there's been a, a Star Wars movie, actually. A lot of TV, but uh, I think this one will actually come out, unlike all the other canceled ones. And it is, if you ever have time want to look at it, it's amazing. All the people that were supposed to make a Star Wars movie that just never came out or got fired. You like the uh, the Game of Thrones people, where it's like, hey, Game of Thrones is great. You guys want to make Star Wars? And then they watched season seven. We're like, sorry, guys. It's yeah. over. Going to pass. Yeah.
0: Well, that'll be watched by uh, by many. I'm sure. Uh, I might watch it if it goes to just like Disney Plus eventually. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I still haven't even watched Indiana Jones Six or whatever. I've been meaning to do that, but I don't have the time.
2: You can watch it right. in well, five minute increments.
0: Yeah, just yeah. little tidbits here and there. Eh, I don't think so. Uh, we're going to get into what we've been watching, but before we do, that portion of the pod is brought to you by our good friends at thecliplessleash.com. Head over to thecliplessleash.com and pick up the dog leash you didn't know you needed. This leash works with your dog's current collar or harness. And when you plug in promo code Tony, that is T O N Y, they're going to give you a 65% off at checkout because they're friends of the pod. So, head over to thecliplessleash.com and plug in promo code Tony for 65% off a checkout. It is the dog leash you've been waiting for. All right. I have one. I have one as well. I got
2: three here. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, And let me me, do. Can you do the
1: one you have
0: first, last?
2: No, because it flows into number two. Oh, okay. That's interesting because I see what number two is. I know. (laughs) Okay, that's fine then. then. how about you do number three first? <laughs> okay, sure. Because you really want to know about them? I'm curious. I mean, that's I the only know. one on there that I'm intrigued
1: by. I mean, I don't I know Poor Things. I've seen one of them. Oh, so Poor I Things? I think you actually might like Poor Things. Okay, well, poor that's what I'm saying. I know what 22, or I don't want to spoil it. That mm-hmm. could have been 22 anything.
2: Yeah. <laughs> 22. <laughs> 22. chickens. <laughs> yeah. There's a movie called 21 Bridges, I think. so. Maybe it's a sequel of 22 Bridges starring uh, the dead guy. What's his name? Uh, Chadwick Boseman, Chadwick Boseman, it's like oh, I yeah,
0: <laughs> the guy that you insisted was from Britain. Oh my God, there was a whole episode about that. Yeah, yeah. that was, was after from, like, he passed, right? Or was that North Carolina before or, before? Yeah, or yeah. something?
1: All right, he, he was one of the guys that had like cancer, but in silence or something. Just
2: never told anybody. Yeah. Like uh, yeah, Chad, Norm Donald, Norm McDonald. Yeah, I almost mm-hmm.
1: said, I almost said. It was there was
2: a guy today I saw from some TV shows that was like died at forty two. Had cancer, no one knew about. I was like, oh shit, that sucks. What? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'll go with. uh Poor Things, which was mentioned earlier, won the Golden Globe for uh, Best Comedy or Musical. And, uh, yeah, very deserving. I, I had a lot of fun with this movie. Uh, Yorgos Lanthimos, uh, the Greek director. I've enjoyed all of his American output. And uh, in this one, he's reteaming with uh, Emma Stone. Uh, and just a great cast to join Emma Stone. you got uh, Willem Dafoe, and you've got Mark Ruffalo, and... Uh, Gerard Carmichael, a good good comedian. There's a couple comedians there that were not not people known for acting. Uh, but this is a weird ass movie that looks amazing, looks weird and fantastical, and uh, it's a crazy premise. Yeah. Basically, it's Frankensteinish. Um, Willem Dafoe is kind of a mad scientist type, and he uh, he I don't really want to spoil the whole thing, but let's just say. He creates a a woman, Emma Stone, uh, who still has a child's brain in her adult body when she is created. And he uh, hires a guy from the med school to kind of, like, watch her uh, and take notes of her development. Uh, And eventually, uh, a lawyer played by Mark Ruffalo finds her and convinces her to run away with him across Europe uh, because he is so uh, intrigued by this, uh, you know. Child uh, in the woman's body, and uh, they go and on ships and all this kind of weird stuff across Europe. It's like I don't know Victorian era. It doesn't really. It doesn't really matter where, when, when it is. It's not a real time and place. But uh, yeah, great performance from Emma Stone. Really funny. Uh, a lot of physical comedy, uh, and just Willem Dafoe has scars and is a great version of himself. But yeah, it's it's an incredible movie. So. Uh, it was one of my ones I was looking forward to the most coming into this year. I even remember talking about it when it was announced on the podcast probably a year and a half ago. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's great. It's deserving vaults, all its awards. Uh, it's poor things. Uh, probably not that easy to th- see in theaters still. Uh, I know it was – they had it here at my local theater for a couple weeks, but it was in the like the smallest one possible, the one with only three rows in there. And uh, it was pretty full up when I – when I watched it, I had the thing where I, I bought the tickets against where no one was sitting. And then a couple, an old couple sat next to me. And it was uh, yeah, very weird. Oh, yeah. yeah. You were pissed. Because there's plenty of, like, sex and nudity in this movie. And there's, like, a <clears throat> 65-year-old man sitting next to me. And I'm like, is he going to, like, walk out? And they're like, no, he's super into it. And I'm like, which is <laughs> oh, worse? <boy>. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Woof.
2: Yeah. But, yeah, it's an excellent movie. Uh, poor things. So I think it's a Fox movie. So it'll probably be on Hulu uh, when it comes to streaming. All
0: right.
1: Uh, I can knock mine out really quick because it's one I've seen before. So uh, Uh I brought it up earlier in the podcast about my Wednesday where uh, it was a rainy day and I was a little under the weather. So it was a a nice, I uh, took advantage. I was at the house. I was bored. So I was like, well, you know what? I'll throw on a movie Uh, because I was just staring at the walls. And so... I uh, went on Disney and I was looking around. I'm like, you know what? I haven't seen this one in a while, so I threw on a classic with heavyweights. And nice. I uh, I think my favorite part about that is now that I'm like a little bit older and I'm noticing things. I really enjoyed the fact, and I don't know why I never knew this before. I always knew it was. I uh, it never really dawned on me that it's Ben Stiller's real, actual parents that run the camp, oh, yeah. that own the camp, Jerry Stiller. I mean, I knew that was his dad, so I was like, it finally dawned on me. I'm looking at him like. I bet you that's his actual mom too. And I looked it up and sure enough. And then also it's just like, just the fact too, that then at the end, then they have the other guy come in and it's just Ben Stiller again, just dressed as like a, looks like an Italian mobster or something. Like a guy that does like the, puts the hits on you or something or does the whacking. What do they call it? Like when the guy that does the killing
2: a hitman. What?
1: no, but like they have a name, like you got whacked or something, right? Is yeah. that what they call it? In the Scorsese films, like
2: fat Tony. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so, and his name was Tony, too. That's what's <laughs> funny. Because there's one part where I almost wanted to record it because he's, like, all upset about things, so he's talking to himself. He's like, how you doing, Tony? He's, like, bad. He's, like, "What?" Well, I'm, like, thinking, like, that's kind of funny because that's my name. But, uh, yeah, I mean, classic, classic movie. Good, good movie, you know. So. Yeah, it's a
0: great movie of our childhood, for sure.
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, there's something about what you watch it, too. Like, he's, let's all, like, the throwback stuff. I mean, he's, like, wearing the throwback Islander shirt at the beginning. And then it's like, you know, he's got like just the way they're all dressed and stuff. And then you just, you know, think back at those poor kids. Uh, some of them did well. Some of them not so well in their, uh, yeah, Sean Yeah. Or, uh, who's, is, is that the one that's the, in Anaheim ducks also? What's his yeah. name?
0: Yeah. We had a, a podcast title, uh, from Heavyweights to heavy meth.
1: Yeah. Cause I know didn't we do a, uh, well, I feel like that was back in the article days, or maybe I not. think that was
0: an. Uh, I think that was a podcast title. I mean, he's since bounced back, and he's you know he's on the mend. That's good. I think that was a title of a podcast episode. Yeah, no, I definitely yeah, remember that's talking. That's about a great it. one. Yeah, it is. I like with the scene where he takes him on that hike, and they ask him to do a sit up and like close his eyes, and then oh, the yeah. fat Italian kid pulls his pants down and like farts in his face. And he's like, what do you think about that, Tony? Yeah. And he just hits him in the, <laughs> with yeah, the like, stabs just, like
1: little karate like chops him or knee. whatever. <laughs> yeah. But his, his face like, Oh my God. Yeah. That was, that was pretty funny. That was a good one. My, I think my favorite part of that movie though, is like, it, it's just the way he, he does it. When the guy gets on the scale first, he's like, Oh, you've gained like three pounds or five pounds. Like, okay, whatever gets the next guy on who it's the main character who he clearly doesn't really like. And he's like, Oh, you've gained nine pounds. And basically goes like talking about how he's like, you know, you're cheating, like whatever, like, you know, like, you know what? Well, he might not be motivated, but let's see the next one. And then it is, uh, the guy that, uh, Sean, whatever you guys, whatever his name is. And he steps on and then just get on the scale, get off the scale. <laughs> like just immediately, just when he just completely loses it after that, <laughs> But just the way he does it, like he's all like he's actually got like faith, and then it's just like get on the scale, and then just immediately get off. (laughs) Uh, Great, great film, great film, and I love what I love about those movies too is they're like an hour and a half. Like you know, you can you have like an hour and a half to kill. It's like it's a
0: movie like that's perfect. Yeah,
1: but yeah, that's that was blob the
0: go kart race.
1: Although I did attempt one, but I I uh, I wasn't paying enough attention, so I wanted to wait. But have any of you seen uh, Tacoma FD?
2: No. no, I've always wanted to try because I like yeah,
1: I like those guys from Super, Super Troopers. Trooper so guys. I was like, you know, what are they? What's it called? Broken Lizard or something? Yeah,
2: I've heard. I've heard that's really popular on Netflix since they added it. Yeah, so I,
1: I might still attempt that. I watched like the first like ten minutes of the first episode, but again, I wasn't paying enough attention to to get to give it my full attention. So uh, yeah, I might uh, end up attempting that one.
0: Nice. Well, I'll go and then Andy can close us out. I watched, um, I think, uh, you know, exclusive to Netflix film from uh, last year, Society of the Snow. That's this brand follows...
2: it just came out this Is it? week. Yeah, I was going to watch okay. it, but it, it's eligible for 2023 Oscars, but it didn't come to Netflix until just this past uh-huh. week. Yeah.
0: So it follows the Uruguayan... Plane crash of the rugby players on their way to Chile from the seventies, based on a true story, and cannibalism, and you know, just surviving, uh, you know, as as much as you can in, in these harsh environments. And it's very good. It's it's very intense. The one thing that will probably take most. English speakers out of it. And I don't know if I had my settings messed up or anything like this. I don't know if the movie comes like this naturally. I don't think I did anything differently, but it's, you know how you watch old Kung Fu movies in the nineties and it was, you know, like the mouth moving and then uh, you will not kill me, uh, dubbed over. That's how it was. So it was obviously they're speaking you know Spanish. Yeah. And it was dubbed over in English. So, it just kind of takes you out of all the you know, roller coaster of emotions
2: that these people are, you know, going through. You can pretend you're watching an old Italian movie. That's how they, film yeah. All those, um,
0: but it was still very good. Um, it's a little lengthy, I suppose, two hours, twenty four minutes. But like I said, it, it's it's pretty crazy, and I didn't know you know much at all about that story. I knew of that event that happened in the '70s just because it's kind of famous. I did not know.
2: They already made a movie about it. It was very big, so.
0: I don't think I saw that.
2: Yeah. With Ethan Hawke?
0: No, I never saw that. No. But yeah, it's on Netflix. Um, Like I said, it's it's pretty intense. It's a plane crash in the mountains. And they're not found for like 70 days or 71 days or something. So pretty crazy. Uh, Check it out if that sounds intriguing to you.
2: Yeah, and close closes will, us out. I probably will watch that. Uh, all right. Well, if you want to... Tony's very interested in how I'm going to connect these two films here. <laughs> I am. Um, I'm going to go with the first one that's older, which is almost 10 years old at this point. It makes me feel very old. Uh, 22 Jump Street. So I've seen... I've watched 21 Jump Street a number of times, uh, you know, over and over again. But I don't think I've seen 22 Jump Street since I saw it in theaters. Uh, all the... Nine and a half years ago, you know? That's, yeah, I've, yeah I, I saw it ago. in theaters also. I saw both in theaters, actually. Yeah, I don't think I saw the first one there. But um yeah, so I saw it was on, on Hulu there, which I haven't seen it on streaming when the other one's been on there. Uh, but I was like, yeah, I should watch this. And, you know, it's a movie I can turn on and watch 30 minutes of it before I go to bed and then, you know, catch up with it. So I think I started it, yeah, like last Wednesday or something. Uh, and I had forgotten that uh, Wyatt Russell, who I you know I like uh, a lot, Car Russell's son, one of his first performances playing that the quarterback there. That's right. Um, he isn't. Yeah.
1: Now I yeah. see the connection a little bit
2: now. Yeah, you get it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, twenty two Jump Street still really good. I'm sad that I don't know happened to Jonah Hill. He seems like he's got a lot of problems. It's like he was his happiest then. You know, he was. He wasn't like thin, but has like, he had like has his mental health still just been declining or what? Up and down, and he gets canceled for stuff, and then he does he doesn't make comedies anymore. Well, I forgot his last but thing. He was, did make that Netflix thing that wasn't good, and, and his like, last
1: thing was with his ex girlfriend, right? Didn't he yeah. like tell her she couldn't like wear her bikini or something like that?
2: But I mean, I think I saw that he's well, he's now he's has a kid now and everything. But I'm just saying he doesn't make he's not in he's not in movies really anymore. He doesn't he's not making Moneyball um, or Scorsese movies. He's not in comedies. Like it's like what happened like. You think yeah. he made twenty one Jump Street, Wolf of Wall Street, and twenty two Jump Street in like a two year span. And then it's just like And Wolf even Moneyball and Wolf of Wall
1: Street. Did you just say Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah. yeah but Moneyball was
2: right behind Wolf yeah, of Money Wall Ball Street. Right or, around that time. Right, right before, I mean, yeah. Right before. Yeah. So he was able to do both and it's just kinda like, what happened? And like like I said, he was he wasn't thin in twenty two jump street, but he he looked good. Like it's like, hey, you're fine. Thin, like, thin for Jonah Hill. Yeah, like you were doing, you were doing good here. What what happened? Like why did why did it all go I mean, away? His
1: biggest roles, I feel like we're. Uh, well, I mean, War Dogs was that real? Was that really how fat he was in that one too? Because I yeah. feel like he had lost weight by then.
2: That had, yeah, so he. I mean, he fluctuated. That thing. That was. But, that was probably a few years after 20. And then, but,
1: but then obviously, uh, like uh, super bad and Accepted are like yeah, when he was really that was, big
2: when kid. Yeah, but he was still really big. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, what that's happened? That's not an
1: excuse. As a kid, you should be I'm saying
2: that since 22nd Street, and I feel strong. like he's been in almost nothing, and what he's been in hasn't been really good.
1: What was the last thing he was in? Like, of yeah, that
2: Netflix Eddie Murphy thing that I didn't watch.
1: What, you mean the one where he was on Netflix with, like, his, like, counselor?
2: That was the documentary he made. No. Oh. This, was a, this was a movie where he's dating a black girl. Oh, that's Eddie oh
1: yeah, 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 yeah. I saw, like, a little bit of that. Like, <laughs> Sean, do you ever see that? I think he's the only one who watched it. Yeah. I think
0: you it I'm, just was for young people that are woke. I, I want to say I watched like at
1: least half, but now I can't remember if I watched all of it. <laughs> all right. Definitely some. I definitely watched some.
2: I'm gonna play a quick game of Kevin Bacon here and try to get to Jonah Hill's oh. uh, Wikipedia page from the Golden Globes here. Let's see. Oh, you should do right here Killers of the Flower Moon to Martin Scorsese to The Wolf of Wall Street. And Did there you Jonah go. Hit? That's oh, it's a one That's a one link.
1: Oh, he's 40 now. Maybe that's the problem. Yeah,
2: that, that is the problem. <laughs> uh, weird. Come on, just
1: show me the movies he's in. What are you doing? Yeah, You People is what it was called. Oh, he
2: was in Don't Look Up, and which was bad. But You People is the... Yeah. The Don't Look Up was where he was the president's son, and he was like a jerk. That was a comedy, but I didn't like it. Yeah, nothing. I mean, a lot yeah, of no, voice, voice roles.
1: That's... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he did have a good stretch from, like, 2011 yeah, to, like, 2016. Django
2: Unchained cameo. Oh, the Django
1: Unchained good. cameo was great. <laughs> the beginning.
2: Yeah. Well, they, they always joked about how, well, this is, we can't make 23 Jump Street because they did all the fake movies at the end. And uh, maybe they should, you know, just for him. Uh, but, yeah, now I'll get into the other one I'm watching. Yeah. Um, it's a movie called Night Swim, and it features Wyatt Russell as an athlete. Again, so there's that connection. Uh, that's one of the weirder parts of this movie. Um, if you don't know, it's a it's a movie about a pool that can kill people. And you get that premise, and like that's super goofy. I want to see if this is, is going to be hilarious. Uh, one of my complaints is that it's not hilarious enough. There's some good stuff and some, some funnier <laughs> things going on. Uh, but ultimately, it is a PG thirteen movie, and it doesn't get to, there's no like super gross things, um, and it's it is self aware, but not like a straight comedy by any means. Uh, but yeah, I'll get into the the professional athlete part of this here. Uh, so Wyatt Russell plays a retired baseball player who uh, he retired because he has MS, and so he's you know has tr- struggles to move, and he's got to move with his family to a new place, um, and they end up buying this house to the pool because the pool can help him with his rehab. And uh, well, it turns out the pool is evil, right? You didn't know that when you bought the house. The real estate <laughs> agent never <laughs> yeah, said anything. Forgot that out. Um, even though, you know, the beginning the beginning of the movie shows, like, the pool getting, you know, taking some action on somebody. Uh, that's how those horror movies a lot of times start. Yeah, you got to have a um, background. But one of, one of the things that just... Because I'm a baseball fan. And if you listened to the last podcast, you know, I like to get into the contracts and the stuff. Uh, Te Oscar Hernandez is getting $24 million for one year of baseball. And he's a, he's a nice player, not an all star, nice player. He might actually might have made an hey, all star. He be all star. Uh, he's set for life for one season. <laughs> he made 24 million in this movie. Uh, why Russell's character appears to have been like maybe an all star, but also a good player who played for a long time. Like, cause why Russell's like 38 in real life. And if he like just now retired a couple years ago, did he play till he was thirty-five? They also mentioned that uh he has a daughter in the movie who's like fifteen, and he's like, I hit a home run the day you were born. Hmm. So it's like he's been he played baseball for like 13 years, and they start to like they started off with like maybe they're having financial issues, and I'm like, I don't buy this at all. Like they didn't buy a mansion, they bought like um, a decent house in like the suburbs of Minnesota. And I'm like This guy would be, like, fucking – he'd have, like, $80 million in the bank. Like, this makes no sense to me. Why did you make him a former professional baseball player who was, like, good? The story would have made a lot more sense if he was, like, a guy who, like, got called into the majors, like, three times. Maybe
1: he spent his money foolishly. (laughs) Kurt Schilling's, like, broke now. He was pretty good.
2: Kurt Schilling started, like, a company that failed, too. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, it it was, like – it's one of those things where no one else watching the movie really cares – but because I have a lot of knowledge about the thing, I'm like, throws me out of it. I'm like, oh, this guy should be loaded. Like, baseball players are loaded. They also – there was a part where he's like, his wife had to go take night classes because she needs to get a job because she needs to get health care for the family. And I'm like, no, you got – if you're in Major League Baseball, you get health care for life and you get a pension for life and all this shit. And it's like, this – why am I thinking about this? I just want to see a pool eat people. And now I'm thinking about baseball and – they should have just consulted me. You know, I could have given <laughs> them some notes and said, like, no, make him, make him a relief pitcher that like came up when he was 25 and like got six elbow surgeries. And he's trying to make a comeback at 33 because, because the whole thing, it's also kind of one of those like, uh, curse movies where it's like the pool is making him healthier, it's solving his cancer or whatever, but also the pool might eat someone. So that's the whole drama of the movie is like all right, what's the cost of the pool healing you is the pool is bad. So, um, but yeah, I would have, I would have like, if they just got the baseball part of it a little more right. And if the pool just maybe ate like two more people, I would have been more fun. But I mean, that's, that's a problem. Like how do you know, you're thinking about how does the pool eat someone? Where does it go? Where does the body go? Well,
0: oh, the drain, obviously. Yeah.
2: But where does the where drain go? Where else was it going to go?
0: Well, the drain know. just takes it to the sewer. Yeah, and then that goes to Bain.
2: Uh, but yeah, this is a this is a Blumhouse thing. Uh, I think it'll be on Peacock in like six weeks. So, oh, very just good. Much like uh, Megan um, last year.
1: I'll be excited. I'll be. I'll, I'll, I want to see it. I, I still like the concept.
2: Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of like horror like tropes. It's like, oh, this is just from this other movie, but that's fine.
1: But uh, it was just one of those things because it's like we can all agree. It's like you know, a, a night pool. Like I remember like always like in your backyard, it's like you'd be in a pool in your backyard and it's like it was uh, – it's scary stuff. Like I always I, – I got one of my friend's pools that I specifically remember. It was like it was a, a dark uh, – just a darker pool, like a darker bottom pool. So at night it was, uh, you know, very dark in the pool. And it's like you do always think like what if something was under there and grabbed you or like, you know, and all this stuff. So it definitely – like I was telling that someone the other day, the only pools when you would swim in at night that didn't feel like that were if you were in community pools. Because community pools were always really light like colored hotel, and they were always yeah. lit up like 4th of July and stuff. So it was like. So you could see the watermelon in it. Yeah. yeah.
2: And, and water, water is inherently scary and full of tension. Just anytime uh, someone's under the water and they're like, are they going to come up from the water? It's just like, it, well, we don't belong in the water. We We left the water billions of years ago and we shouldn't have gone back except what? for like showers and stuff.
1: Isn't our body made of, like, water?
2: Yeah. Then
1: we are water. (laughs) We are the water. The water should be afraid of us.
2: The water is the most powerful thing. It can't be defeated.
1: That's true. I've seen some of those tsunami movies. Yeah. And, yeah, Hurricane Katrina. Very very good. Water is undefeated.
0: (laughs) All right. Andy, that was all of
1: your stuff? Yeah. Think about it. What's one of the punishments they do in the military to get someone Mm. to talk? They waterboard you.
2: It's
1: true. They don't sandboard you. Or, that'd be
0: bad too. Yeah, but, <laughs> but a waterboard. They're turn you into a Spider-Man villain if they did that. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, I think that'll wrap us up. You've been listening to episode 358 of the Tony Steak Podcast. I'm Sean and joined with me, we had Off-Road Andy. Yes, thank you. And Tony Katz.
1: Yes, thanks for listening. Tell a friend.
0: We'll see you later.